Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pippin Pod. My name is Gabrielle Fine, and I am here with my wonderful co-host, Jarrell Marquez. Hi, I'm Jarrell Marquez, and today we're being joined by our costume manager and props master, Bella and Simon. Say hi. Hi. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thanks for being here. We're so glad you're here. So I'm going to start off with the first question, and Bella, we're going to go to you first, and then Simon. Um, but I was wondering if you could each give a description of your roles as committee leaders. Um, so I am in charge of gathering all the costumes and sort of coming up with how I want the show to look visually. And I have to organize who's wearing what and when they are wearing what. So I have to go through and make track sheets too and keep all the costumes together and be in charge of my little group of costumers. And we all discuss what we need to do for the show. Um, my job is a lot more simple. I just keep track of what we're going to be using throughout the show. Little knickknacks that are going to be, you know, on stage and uh, used by actors. And uh, yeah, it's fun. Now, I assume that as the heads of your departments, you have sort of a say of what goes on stage and what doesn't. So where do you each draw inspiration for when designing these elements, whether it be costumes or props? Um, well, when I first watched Pippin, so I could get a feel for the show, because I haven't seen it before. So I sort of see what the original costumers did in the revival, but I also take inspiration from just like fun, circusy, 50-ness. And I really like the look of bright color blocks on stage um, and different textures instead, of, as opposed to just um, full-on like very detailed of the period sort of things because that won't really translate well on stage so I kind of mix Pippin and actual circusy stuff. Because of COVID most of the props are really practical stuff that's really there just to accentuate who the characters are and what they're doing you know like a, a scepter for a king a, a special sword passed down just a couple you know, highlights to character arcs. Um, now, where do you obtain these essential materials for the costumes and props themselves? Um, well, I started building everybody's costume out of their own closet because with COVID, it's not the best idea to share everything, especially if you don't have to. So um, I was able to get that sort of like color block look that I wanted from everybody's closets. But then um, a theater company, Brave Spirits, was kind enough to let us go in and take whatever costumes we needed. So I was able to get really important pieces that I didn't know where I was gonna get pull from. So like um, the King's cape and Pippin's hood and his shirt and stuff like that. So I was able to pick up a lot of costume pieces from there. And I also pulled stuff from my own closet, which was fun. Yeah, um, big thanks to Brave Spirits. They're a local theater company that just unfortunately closed down and they were having a big uh, giveaway to the props that they were in, props and costumes and set pieces, lots of set pieces that they weren't um, selling. So they gave us a whole bunch of very useful things. Uh, yeah. Thank you to them. And without them, it would have been really hard to do this show, you know, during COVID, especially. Now, what's your guys' like origin stories? I mean, have you always done costumes, props? Let's start with Bella. Uh, well, my school doesn't really have like a costume department. I've never been able to 
have this kind of leadership before, but I've always found myself sort of like analyzing how costumes were done in different shows. I just, I love looking into why someone is wearing what and how that sort of like invokes a feeling with their character. So when Jillian was like, hey, we need someone to manage co costumes and props and stuff. So reach out without really thinking. I was like, can I do costumes? And as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to actually manage costumes. <laughs> but it's been okay so far. And you've been doing an amazing job so far. So thank you for that. Thank you. And let's move on to Simon. Um, I've been doing tech stuff for a long time. Back in middle school, I was the sound lead sound engineer for a production of Honk Jr. And then the next year, I was the lead light technician for a production of The Canterbury Tales. And then in high school, I was able to take, you know, a little more detailed look at all of the backstage works. And I found, you know, the production of props and where they would be used in the show to be wildly interesting. And I just, once I, it was offered, once the opportunity was offered up, I knew I had to take it. And how did each of you discover the free theater? Um, I found the free theater when it was nothing but a baby. Um, my mom was like, hey, this is a really cool theater company. And they all sort of like, it's all student run. And that was at the point where just every single theater opportunity was thrown in my direction. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And especially because it's free, I of course auditioned and then I got into Mamma Mia and then I sadly had to drop the show a little bit later, um, which is one of my biggest regrets, but probably was good for my mental health. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how I found the free theater. And I well, loved it ever since. <laughs> I had fun doing Mamma Mia with you for you as so long lovely. as we can have you. It was so great. It was really fun. I love Mamma Mia. Simon, what about you? Um, my choir teacher, shout out to Mr. Sullivan, uh, recommended me on the last day of Sweeney Todd auditions. Wow. Uh, I went there completely unprepared and they were really nice. I didn't I didn't have sheet music. I didn't even have a song prepared. I didn't know what Sweeney Todd was, which is not great. Um, <laughs> but I, the free theater is the most loving and forgiving group of people. And they opened me with they welcomed me with open arms. And it was great meeting you there. I mean, we met during Sweeney and like I could already tell you were going to be like a really good person to like have fun with during the show and really sad that I got canceled, but it would have been great with you there too. But what excites you most about being in charge of all this? Like about this specific production of Pippin? I mean, these are your own little like bubbles of control basically. Like how does that make you guys feel? Uh, like I said, I like there was no option to do anything with costumes in any of like the previous productions that I was a part of. So just to have that control is just so wild. Uh, it's really fun to be able to go into a production meeting and then have someone be like, oh, Bella, what, what were you thinking for this? And I'm like, ooh, I gotta say, I get to pick. Uh, on, the on the first production meeting, uh, when we sat down and then um, I think Hope was like, what's your vision for the show? And I just got to like go down my list of what I had. It was just so cool that I was saying something and people were listening and people liked what I had to say and thought it was important and agreed with me. Wow, it was so cool um, to just experience that and um, get to sort of do what I enjoy seeing on stage. Yeah, exactly what Bella was saying. Being able to exercise your own vision while still being able to hear other people and bouncing ideas off each other and be 
being able to really create a whole show, it's just like, it's, it's magical. Our director Ari is, he has a wonderful vision for the show and being able to work with him is a joy. Are there any special elements of Pippin that allow you to be more creative with the costumes and props? I mean, especially considering COVID and you were talking about how things need to be more practical and using what we already have and not going out and finding things, but have people had to sort of figure things out on their own and have you been guiding them? I was just wondering. Bella, we'll start with you. Um, well, actually it was kind of interesting. I got to get to my vision a lot easier because of COVID actually, because um, I thought it would be simpler um, in general to have everybody sort of build out of their closet and just have like different bright pieces over like black faces and stuff. So um, to kind of get to that, we kind of needed that element of COVID because otherwise I'm not sure how I would have costumed it to be like full circus, full um, acrobat. Um, and also like when I saw the um, off-Broadway production, I like, I can't think of a specific example. Ah, like how they have the chicken. I'm interested to like not put someone in a chicken costume, but like sort of have the idea of like, oh, you can kind of see the inspiration. I'm not sure that made any sense at all, but um, everything's just sort of like found stuff and like thrifted moment, which I think works really well for Ari's vision of the show of like, this is a traveling circus just putting on a show. So I thought that that was really cool that we're we're a traveling circus putting on a show and they're a traveling circus putting on a show and we're all putting a show. Again, I agree completely with what Bella said. The, um, the sort of mismatched elements of the props and costumes really helps accentuate that it is this small traveling circus theater company. What is the most difficult part of being in charge of costumes slash props? I thought it was going to be procuring the costumes. Turns out it has been um, kind of like getting people to listen to you. Not that like people aren't listening to me. Everyone in the free theater is lovely, but um, especially at the beginning, it's just kind of hard to be like, hey, you gotta, you gotta send me pictures of this. <laughs> that was me saying like, you gotta send pictures for like the past, like first four weeks of rehearsal. It was fine. Um, Cause, we're all just kids telling kids what to do. So um, that's obviously not going to go the best if people aren't listening to you. So luckily uh, we have like a bunch of people who are like, you gotta do this. And everybody is working with each other really well. Cause we all wanna have a good show. Um, but it is a little bit hard when we all have lives especially when a lot of people are like juniors and seniors and like wrapping up their high school career. Um, so it's all just stressful, but exciting to that. <laughs> Really the most difficult part of the props is just how many there are. Because again, because of COVID, um, I actually have the full inventory of the free theater props at my house and I have to sort them all and keep it all organized in boxes. There's, there's a lot, but it's a fun chore. It's really fun to do. So what advice would you give to incoming costume and prop heads of the free don't be afraid to reach out to people. Oh my gosh. I am the queen of just avoiding all human contact because I don't want people to think I don't know what I'm doing. But um, I reached out to Hannah who ran costumes before me for Sweeney. And I was like, 
hey, can you just tell me what you did? Because I was feeling so overwhelmed. It's like, oh, these are all my responsibilities. I have to just pull costumes out of thin air and no one's going to be there by my side. What am I going to do? Uh, but that wasn't the case. And she was actually the first person who suggested have people build it out of their own closets. You can go to other theaters and borrow stuff. It's going to be okay. And um, Sophia Harrison, who is my costume mentor, has also been super helpful because um, we would like sort of talk to like talk through visions together. And she has a lot of stuff in her closet. Um, so like just rely on people. They're there to help you. No one wants to see you fail. No one's going to see you fail. It's OK. <laughs> OK, Simon, what about you? Um, the best advice I can give really in anything is just time management. Be sure you have enough time to do all the things you need to do, homework, you know, get enough sleep, drink enough water, eat enough food, so that you can give your all to what you really want to be doing instead. That's great advice. Well, thank you guys so much for coming and being here. Um, I've loved chatting with you and Jarrell, I'm sure has too. Jarrell, yes? Yes, I have. Yes. Thumbs up from Jarrell. Well, thank you to all of our listeners as well. Um, make sure you're following at the free theater on Instagram for Pippin updates, content, and more. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on our next episode, May 10th. I'm Gabriella. And I'm Jarrell. And, and this, this has, has been, been the, the Pippin Pod. Some people long for freedom. Some people long for fame. Some people like it simple, and we all need entertained. The people here are just like that. The people here, they know. You keep it free and simple, and you've got a show. To all of the people who don't know who or what to be, the answer is simple.